Hey everybody, happy Thursday and welcome to another episode of Just Mish. So I have been going through it lately. Um, as y'all know, I am unemployed right now and as fate would have it, I did not receive my unemployment check this week, Lord Jesus. And I genuinely do not know what's going on and I am in just this really hard place in life I live in LA um I live in an apartment I have roommates I have bills I you know I'm just just trying to really figure out what's going on in my life right now um as some of you may know some of you may not I have another podcast called the black retreat that I have had to put on hold as of right now because I am unemployed because that one just you know takes a little more work a little more effort and time and money that I really honestly just don't have right now and everything is really up in the air so I uh, I wasn't even going to do an episode this week <laughs> because honestly I've been a little disheartened but the Lord really dropped it on my heart today uh yesterday actually um about the beauty of not knowing and I was like, you know, trying to figure out everything that was going on with my check yesterday. And literally, it was just a moment that was like, you know, sometimes it's okay to not know. Sometimes it's okay to be still and be patient. And so today, I want to discuss the beauty of the unknown. Um, As fate would have it, (laughs) yesterday, I received an email from myself. So this time last year, I was starting the Black Retreat. Um, as I stated in my other podcast, um, where I bring um, black creatives on and we discuss their journeys, they tell their stories. And so I was trying to set up an email for the Black Retreat um, last year. And once I did it, I was so excited. I was so excited to, you know, just start getting everything ready, um, figuring things out. And so I scheduled <laughs> an email to come to myself, which I completely forgot about. And so, much to my surprise, yesterday, it popped up that there was an email from the Black Retreat. (laughs) And um, I wanted to read the first part. Um, So I said, hey, gorgeous. I can't believe you started this during tax season, LOL. You're nuts. (laughs) You got a lot going on right now, but you're really girl bossing like a beast. I'm so effing proud of you. The fact that you're doing it, you really came a long way. Hopefully we won't ever have to work another tax season again. That's the goal. It's stressful for absolutely no reason. And I said a whole bunch of other stuff that's kind of personal, so I won't share it. Um, But I, (laughs) it really tickled me that I had put it out into the atmosphere that I did not want to work another tax season. I, um, as I've stated before, I worked at a tax office, just, just extremely stressful during tax season. And just aside from that, I knew I've obviously I've known that, you know, I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more. I moved out here so that I could, you know, be a writer I got my master's degree in screenwriting and that's been the plan. But at some point I decided to kind of pivot from writing because I, I would like to be well off and honestly, they just don't be paying writers enough. 
like you know as you can see the freaking strike that just happened this year and so it's not um it hasn't always been the forefront of my mission in California I really would love to produce I would love to I want to be able to help other people tell their stories I would love to be able to be um the person that can put the money down for up and coming um creatives to be able to do their thing that's always been like my biggest goal my biggest mission and I have known you know since I started that job that you know I wasn't going to be there forever and so <clears throat> the fact that um I was just kind of speaking that into existence but the <laughs> the crazy thing is is that you could have never convinced me that if I wasn't going to be working there that I wasn't going to have another job that I wasn't going to not have another source of income that wasn't from EDD like <laughs> like having to depend on unemployment to live is so annoying like it's so heavy for me and really like yesterday with them um because they typically send you know the money on Monday and when they didn't it just really was like a gut check for me like I am depending on this one source of income from this very unreliable place and coming from <laughs> another very unreliable source it just feels like I've really been coming to terms with the fact that I have been in survival mode for a very long time and just living in this state of never knowing what's next, never knowing what's happening, never knowing, you know, how I'm going to get paid, when I'm going to get paid, you know, what I'm going to have to do to pay rent or, you know, whatever. It's just, it's such a headache, but also I just was like, wherever there is bad, there is good. And God has really placed on my heart to read the book of Job. And um, if anybody knows the book of Job, Job was a an upright man, an upstanding man of God who just literally the devil picked on him. <laughs> it was like, I need something to do. And God was like, oh, well, hey, you can test my servant Job because you ain't going to be able to get to him. And basically Satan was like, bet. So... In the book of Job, it just tells his story of how no matter what happened to him, and I'm summarizing greatly, whatever happened to him, he was like, God is faithful. God is going to do it for me. God has always been it for me, and he always will be. And so today I started reading Job again. Cause it, and you know what? I, I've talked about it before, but sometimes I'll be waiting too long to do what God tells me to do, and he's been telling me to read the book of Job. But um, I started again this morning. And Job chapter one, verse 21, it was after the devil started messing with him. And he said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all in 22, in all this Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. Sometimes when we were going through things, it's so easy to be like, God, why are you letting me? go through this why why are you letting this happen and really it's just life because it was never promised to us that that life was going to be easy nobody was when you came out your mama's womb you didn't put your little uh baby print 
on something that was like, here you go. Here's a, here's an amazing life for you and everything all is going to be well. And I think that sometimes me specifically, I get spoiled to God's blessings. I get spoiled to the fact that, you know, great things do happen a lot of the times. And when things aren't going so well, it's so easy to be like, I just can't do this. (laughs) Like I just, I just can't handle this. But the truth of the matter is God does not give you more than you can bear. Literally, my little cousin just texted me that, and I was like, wow. Like, And just basically everything is a culmination of why, you know, I really wanted to talk about the beauty of the unknown because there are so many. I feel like when you are in these positions, it really allows for the divine to happen. It really allows for God to intercede and for, you know, people to really come out the woodwork and bless you like, Yesterday, my roommate doesn't even know this, but yesterday I was sitting in my room because I'm the type of person I eat out a lot. So, um, like I have food at home, but not enough. And I, I genuinely was like, okay, when I get this check this week, I'm going to get some groceries just, you know, because I'm in the house now. So I'm like, I really got to, you know, get my money together, do all these things. So yesterday I was like, I was sitting in my bed and I was like, I wonder what I'm going to eat for dinner. I was like, dang, I, I guess I'm going to have to like try to find something to cook. I'm going to have to round up some food. And my roommate <laughs> literally stood outside my door and she was like, are you home? And I was like, yeah, I'm here. Like, what's up? And she was like, I uh, went and got something to eat, but it's like way too much food and I cannot finish it. So you can have it. And it seemed like something so small, but like it was just it was so big. Like it's such a big deal that God loves you so much that he will place that on other people's hearts to do things for you when you are in your own head when you're trapped in your own mess and it's just it's a beauty to be loved by God and to be loved by people and to really just accept even accepting help when you are down because it it can be such a struggle especially for me I'm such a person that's like when everybody else is going through like I want to be there for everybody I want to bless other people I want to be there for other people but like literally when you see I guess like a a return on your like literally like you reap what you sow and I know that people say that a lot in a negative connotation but like also in a it's good too like if you are sowing seeds and relationships in people's lives and you are honoring people and you are loving people why wouldn't they do it for you and it's it's really (laughs) coming to terms with things like that is really just just a really monumental moment for me and just really a blessing that like um you really don't think about because when you're not going through nothing life is good like everything is good you're not settling on the fact that like I can take care of myself like I can do this but when you have to surrender to life and you have to surrender to the things that are going on it really just makes you like when you when your back is against the wall and you literally just have to let go and it's like people will show up for you god will show up for you and you have to let them and i i looked up the word surrender because again that was on my heart as well cuz i was like i really just i want to be in control of this situation i want to know why my check is not coming i want to know why I keep getting rejected from jobs. I want to know why things are not falling together perfectly. I want to know, you know, why things aren't happening for me. And, you know, just a still small voice was like, you have to surrender. And so I looked up the definition of surrender. It is to cease resistance to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority. 
there comes a time when you really have to let go of what you thought you knew, what you thought you needed, what you thought you would have. Uh, it makes me think about that episode of Insecure when Molly was in therapy and she kept saying, like, I should be this, I should be that. And the therapist was like, you use this word a lot. Like, I, I should have been here. I should have I should have had this. And why? Like, what benefit is that to always be living in a shoulda, coulda, woulda? Like, it's it's great that you have these goals and these hopes, but when it doesn't happen, then what? Are you going to be able to pivot? Are you going to be okay with not knowing what's coming next? Because <clears throat> Denzel Washington, um, he was accepting a speech one time, and the quote has resonated with me for so long. He said, ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. That is so, first of all, it's so Denzel Washington of him to say, <laughs> but it, it's so true because when things are easy, when things are simple, what lesson is there? What can you pass somebody else that like, I cannot, me personally, I cannot stand somebody who ain't never been through nothing. It's like so pointless to vent to them. It's so, you know, it just be like, wow, like you really just don't know. Like, <laughs> like how come you don't have hardships? And I've only met in my lifetime, a few people like that. And it really just be like, oh, okay. Well, like that's, that's great. But sometimes it gives them a really distorted sense of reality because the majority of the population are going through stuff, really hard stuff. And so I think that it is, um, even sometimes lessons aren't for you. Like I imagine that when I get through this, it will be a testament. Like you, you, there is no testimony without a test. <clears throat> there is ne no testimony without a test. There is nothing that you are going through that is pointless. And I want to tell you that right now. I know that especially as we get older, sometimes it feels so much like this feels like a pointless test. This feel like feels like a pointless journey. But even if the point of it is to just warn the next person, hey, don't do this because I did this and it didn't make any sense. Even down to small things, I even the unemployment stuff, like, and I had to keep bringing it up, but like, I, that, that's literally what I'm going through right now. And my best friend who I spoke about before, she had already gone, gone through it. So she was able to walk me through how to do it. There's so many people who are genuinely just like information keepers for my life. Like my parents and my sister, you know, my siblings, my brother, uh, my best friends to be like, Hey, like I did this already. So I, I don't want you to do the same dumb thing that I did or have to, you know, go through so much because I feel like we go through so much by ourselves as, as it is. There is, and my best friend, bless Brie, had to remind me this morning, like, you have a village. You have a community of people. You have, you know, you have a storehouse of people that are just waiting to do nice things for you because they love you and you don't have to feel guilty about that. And I think that I'm trying to do this without getting emotional. I'm such a cancer. <laughs> but I just, I think that when it comes to having to turn it around and having to flip it and having to be like, okay, well I'm, I can't be the giver right now and really have to receive and really have to be in a place of sacrifice it really puts your mind at a different perspective. Like, what good am I right now? Like, if if I'm not able to be the protector, be the 
provider for myself. And that's something that I have struggled with a long time now because since I, I, I feel like I've been on such a survival journey that it's always like, how come I cannot provide for myself? How come I always need somebody to help me? How come I cannot get to this stable, you know, environment in which I am okay with just living for myself, by myself, paying for myself, you know, doing these things? Like, I feel like I always owe somebody. I feel like I'm always in a position where it's like, I need someone else. And it it's so frustrating to need other people because a lot of times you cannot depend on everybody. And I think that is when, <clears throat> excuse me, it's so important to have a village of people that you can trust, to have people that you can be like, look, I, I just really don't have this right now. And they don't make you feel bad about it. Absolute shout out to my village for supporting me right now and for just being there for me when I cannot be there for myself. And it's okay to be in positions like that where you have to let go and you have to cease, you know, being the one to always show up because right now it's like, well, I cannot, I can't do everything. I, you know, I felt a little bad. My friend has been inviting me to do things and I'm like, I'm not in a position where I can do that right now. I just, I can't. And it makes me feel a little bad, but it's like, Hey, sometimes it's just you against the world. (laughs) It's literally just you against the world and you just got to take one step at a time. My life right now is literally one moment at a time. And if everything, again, if everything was easy, then would there be progress in my life? Would I be growing? Would I be, you know, be able to withstand hardships? Would I be able to be a light to other people. If there was no darkness, then there would be no need for light. But just to keep pushing through, just to get through that, like, everything's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And it's not worth it if it's always easy. If there's never, um, you know, trials and temptations and lessons, like, it, like is life even worth the risk? And there's always a risk. And I think that, not always being prepared for things also, you know, it's, it's a, it's just something that you have to learn. (laughs) Like every obstacle that you come against, you are not going to have the answer for everything that you are going through. You're not going to have the answer for, you're not going to know what's on the other side. And that is just a part of the journey and the journey can be beautiful or you can give up. And I, I'm just, I'm not giving up. Like I'm such in like a, a head space right now that, I'm just like, wow, it's just one thing after another. And that also, because with Job, I've, even in just the first chapter of Job, literally <clears throat> in like verses, I, I want to say like verses 13 through 19, literally one after another, his servants come in and they're like, this happened. There's a, a fire from heaven that came down and killed all your animals. And this happened. And it's literally in life. <laughs> Life feels like that. Job feels like such poetry because it is a testament to current life. Like this stuff really be happening and it feels like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And it'd be like, Lord, really, when is this going to stop? And there's no timeline. Healing, hurt, they don't have no timeline. It's it's literally like you you just got to keep pushing through in hopes that there is another side 
to the journey. There's always, and I, I have been through enough to know, let me tell you right now, that there is always another side. There is always a reason that you are hurting. There's always a reason. There's always a lesson. There's a, and I know it's really cliche, but there is a lesson in every blessing or I'm sorry, other way around. There's a blessing in every lesson. <laughs> so you just got to keep pushing through it. And another point that I wanted to um, talk about is just the curse of comfort. If you always know what's next, life becomes very predictable. And as much as I do not want to be in the predicament that I am right now, very predictable life I want to sometimes be on the edge a little bit I I don't want to be broke don't get me wrong but (laughs) but I don't always want to know what's next I want spontaneity I want okay let's let's live this thing out let's let's figure this thing out let's get through this you know get through this thing because if you always know what's coming next like I said like where there is no um risk there's no reward. And also, how do you grow if you never go through anything? Are you really getting better? I can't stand, I literally cannot stand somebody, like I said, who has never been through anything. Are you really growing? Are you really becoming like, or are you stuck, you know, in this childlike manner because you're not going through anything? And then I think that, um, you know, also a curse of comfort is complacency. You become very very okay with things just passing you by it's like okay well life can just do its thing and I'll just let life happen to me I think that you should always be the obviously the protagonist of your own life and a lot of people are not the main character of their lives they literally just let other people make decisions they let life happen to them and not do life with life And I think that just, you know, just making your own decision, because, you know, as a writer, as a storyteller, we learned that, you know, the protagonist, they always have to make a choice. You always have to make a choice. You always have to, you have to figure out what the next option for you is. You have to figure out, okay, am I going to move this story along or am I going to stay stagnant here? And it's not worth it to do that. You got to keep pushing through because the more complacent that you are, the less you let life become what it's supposed to become. And the the less you allow yourself to truly live and truly experience it. And that's my next point. New experience may be new experiences may be wrapped in fear, but they breed character and confidence. If you are not going through anything and something happens, you do not have the confidence through to get through that. You can one thing about me and my friends, we <laughs> We have humor on our side. A couple of my friends, we have very dark humor. And I feel like, you know, that's a part of our character. It's like, well, we've been through enough to know that one, we're going to get through it. And also that we can laugh about this. And then you have the confidence to step into the new journey. You have the confidence to know. Because one thing that has always shaken me is like um, having to keep pushing to get an answer. I hate when things are like, oh my gosh, like I have to keep calling this, like this freaking check. I'm like, I keep having to call them. They keep hanging up on me. I keep having to call it. And that it literally makes me sick to my stomach sometimes. Like not getting an answer, just, you know, continuously being like, I am pushing, pushing, pushing for this answer. I'm pushing for this to work out. And it's just, 
not happening. And it, it truly is like, what am I going to do? But one of my methods that I have done for some years now is to genuinely think about what it's going to look like on the other side. Like praying about and seeing me in a new moment. Like for I I do want to talk about um Victoria Monet. I I absolutely love Victoria Monet. She deserves everything that she's getting. She uh, won three Grammys. And she, before she won them, because she was nominated for seven. And before she won them, she talked about how she was manifesting the way in which she would hold the, the Grammys. And so, and she was like, not like this, like with just one hand holding one up. And she was like this with her arms together holding several. And to see her on the other side of this, now that she had her arms together holding her three Grammys looking absolutely beautiful in the color brown that she created herself. Like that is an absolute testament to believing in yourself. And like a lot of people, a lot of people will think that things happen overnight. And in her speech, she said that this was a, a 15 year journey. She moved to LA years ago. I, I think she said 2013, I moved to LA in 2018 and I'm just like, I am still on this journey. I'm still buckled in. I have always been like, if I'm in LA for 10 years and it don't work out, then I'll probably rethink it. But I I still got a few years to go (laughs) until that becomes a thing because I just, you know, and I was talking to my friend Tiana about just uh, how we're creatives and just sometimes it feels like the world does not put um, stock in creatives because they genuinely feel like it's the, uh, it's not as important as like math and you know things like that but creatives make the world go round like if you come from your being a scientist all day and you want to go home and you want to rest your brain and you want to watch a movie there was a writer that did that if you in the car on your way to your corporate job you want to listen to some songs a creative did that and it's so important to know just the things that creatives go through And just to not be celebrated, (laughs) to not be celebrated. And the thing is, is that even with like award shows like the Grammys, a lot of people like to um, just kind of discount them for what they're worth. It's like, well, it it doesn't mean that much. It's not blah, blah, blah. And then honestly, my next thought about that is that then why do we celebrate it so much? Why do we want one so bad? And it's just like being able to be celebrated amongst your peers and even just being able to be celebrated for the thing that you have worked your ass off for is such a testament to who like you can people can say that they don't care but I think that um it just it takes a (laughs) it takes a really strong person to not care about you know awards and things like that but because you do want somebody to be like hey we see you you worked your butt off and you deserve this. But the thing about it is, is that not everybody is going to get a Grammy. Not everybody is going to get an Emmy. Not everybody is going to get an Oscar. Not everybody is going to be acknowledged. But that does not make you any less of who you are because you still went through the struggle. And that is a part of the not knowing you might be working to get a Grammy and you might never receive that, but you are just as important 
as the Victoria Monets of the world, as the Beyonces of the world. And shout out to them for being who they are and standing in who they are and not letting people sway them from being who they are. Because imagine if Victoria Monet had been working since she was it's, it's since 2013 and she would have stopped. It was literally like me and Deontay were talking about um the uh the imagery of the the coal miners. And there's the one that's on top and one that's on bottom, and they're both, like, chipping away. And then there's one that stops and turns away right before he gets to the diamond. And there's one that's still going, and it's right. Both of them are on the other side of it, but one of them stops. And one of them is still going. And it's like, how do you know? How do you know if you stop? How do you know that there is not something beautiful on the other side of the unknown? Because knowing everything will have you complacent. It will have you in a position where it's like, um, what, you know, like, why would I have to work harder? Why would I have to, you know, why, why, why do I have to be a testament to other people? Why do I have to, you know, why? Just why? Why would I work harder if I'm getting everything that I always wanted? Or if I'm just getting enough? And it's like, is enough enough? The beauty to keep going, the beauty to keep trying, the beauty to keep pushing, the beauty to keep working when you don't know what's coming, the beauty of not knowing means that you could possibly have everything. It it truly feels like the unknown sometimes feels like a dangerous place to be, but it sincerely feels so open. Like absolutely anything is possible when you have nothing to hold on to your arms are open to receive everything that's meant for you. And I hope you all know that. And this was kind of for me. It was, you know, it's for anybody who listens. Shout out to all two of my subscribers. Um, <laughs> but truly, I, I I just want you all to know that if your arms are always full, how are you going to know what you could possibly receive? And I wanted to end this with this very beautiful poem that uh, my best friend Carly sent to me years ago. Um, it's called empty spaces because I think a lot of times we feel like we need to be fulfilled. We need to be full all the time and life is not about that. Sometimes you need the empty spaces so that they can be filled. Sometimes a God has to empty you out just so that, um, you can know what it feels like to not have everything that you want and to experience the true beauty of not knowing. And it's by Ernest Hemingway. If there's empty spaces in your heart, they'll make you think it's wrong. Like having empty spaces means you can never be strong. But I've learned that all these spaces means there's room enough to grow. And the people that once filled them were always meant to go, to be let go. And all these empty spaces create a strange sort of pool that attracts so many people you wouldn't meet if they were full. So if you're made of empty spaces, don't ever think it's wrong. Because maybe they're just empty until the right person comes along. And I know that's about people. But in my interpretation, it's about anything. If there's empty spaces in your life, that means that you have room to fill them. You have room to grow. You have room to figure things out. And you have ideas. And you have thoughts. And you have the opportunity to be just way more than you ever thought that you could be. So 
just don't get so caught up in the fact that you may not know what's going on right now and just allow life to fill those spaces for you. And like I said, when you have nothing to hold on to, your arms are open to receive everything that's meant for you. I hope this blesses you today. It truly blessed me. And um, I'm so thankful that I still have this platform to be able to share with you all. And um, I'll just keep y'all along on this journey. And I will be so excited when we get to the other side. And I know that right now I'm going through the test, but I cannot wait for y'all to hear my testimony. So once again, happy Thursday. And I love you all.